Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I want us to consider a scripture and from there see what the Lord will do with us in a very short time. Uh, it's found in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 13. Let me take it from verse, verse 20. 2 Kings 13, verse 20. And Elisha died, and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the year. See, amazing, isn't it? If that's all we read today, I think it's enough to meditate upon. They didn't come in while he was alive. They came in when he died. <laughs> Follow me closely. There are certain troubles that will never come around you again in your life. In the name of Jesus. I know what I'm talking about. They didn't come in. But after, the, after he died, he concluded his assignment, he passed down, and they buried him. Then the Moabites decided to come in. Because if they had tried to come while he was alive, he would receive of the Lord and give instructions to the people ruling and people governing, as it were, do this, and that was, that was settled it. Remember once they were coming to come and capture them, he said, Father, blind them. I said, let me take you to where you're going. Then he led them by the hand into <laughs> the king's palace and where they were surrounded and disarmed by the king's brigade of guards. They said, Father, open their eyes. See, there are very interesting ways to fight battles, particularly when the anointing is at work. True. We have entered a new realm. In the name of Jesus. And what differentiates the realm? Knowledge. But more than that, the grace of God and then knowledge in the grace. Follow me. So, they buried him. Then the Moabites came to invade the land. They dare not. When he was alive. Glory be to God in the highest. I am so grateful to God for some things we read in the Bible. And Moabites invaded the land at the coming of the year. And it came to pass, as they were burying a man, another man died. Listen to me. In the hand of God, you don't die until you have accomplished what God has ordained. Two deaths here. One finished the work, and some more. One, we don't even know him, he was here to finish. So the people threaten you with death. They will die before you. Except they repent in the name of Jesus. Amen. Except they repent. In which case, the mercy of God will not only deliver them, but promote them. Okay. And it came to pass, as they were burying a man, that behold, they spied. A band of men and they cast, that is, they saw this invading army. Then they cast this man into the sepulchre of Elisha, inadvertently, mistakenly. They were afraid when they saw the soldiers coming, I mean, enemies coming, they dumped and they ran. Okay. 
But it was the grave of Elisha, the man that finished it. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived. He stood up on his feet. But those who came to bury him had escaped. Those who want to bury you will not know how. They, they had concluded, but you are coming after them. <laughs> Somebody say, Holy Ghost! Hey, hey, I've come to talk about the Holy Spirit and his anointing. I feel the fire. <laughs> They walked overnight to bury you. When they got there, they ran. And then you went, you stood up and followed them. Now they'll be running the rest of their lives. <laughs> the rest of their lives, they'll be running. Until they repent, they'll be running. They cannot look at you. Elisha's time was up. He had finished the mandate. So he had gone home. But this guy's time was not up. And so God sent him back. But the means is what I want to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you glad you are in church today? I feel the fire. So he stood up and on his feet. My meditation is this. When God, well, first of all, God will not just do things. God will do things because he plans to do things. When you see God in a spontaneous move, that spontaneity is an answer to a well-planned behind the scene project is only spontaneous in the physical example the lamb of God that was slain before the foundations of the world so before there was anything called the earth or the galaxies or he had concluded he had seen him sacrificed and resurrected and so it was just a play out of what had been that's why somebody said, that scripture, if you look at it closely, that says that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. He said, look at it closely uh, without trying to jeopardize his authority that he has committed to us. It is really, if you look at it closely and look at the translation from the original, or you just try to do some studies, it is whatever you bind on earth will be in line with what has already been settled, bound in heaven. Whatever you will be losing here is what is already settled. You know why Jesus will pray? Teach us how to pray, they told him. You know what he said? When you pray, you say, Our Father, what in heaven? So you know who you're directing your prayers to. Is it prayers are dialogue between you and God? And so our Father, what in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You cannot get his attention without worship. Even if you are coming in a very brute way. The moment you catch his attention, you will bow down like a creature. Everything created falls at his presence. Honestly. True. 
hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. <laughs> I know you are pressed for some breakthroughs. You are pressed for healing. You are pressed for... But why would that be a priority above his will? You see where we make, make mistakes? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us. Because it's part of your will to give. You never send an assignment without equipping. It's your nature. And we know our daily bread. Forgive. It takes man to err. Forgive us. As we forgive, and then on and on and on. The truth is that a lot of us don't forgive, even where we have been forgiven. We judge and we hit so hard, even where we have been forgiven. That's no excuse for you to live in sin. To live in sin is to be like an imbecile in the hand of a parent. May you not be that in Jesus' name. When God has delivered you from stuff, why are you going back to swim in it? Why would the swine return to his vomit? Or the doctor is vomit. No, no, no. You are better than that. But what I'm saying is that unforgiveness can be the second nature of some people who are already delivered. God forbid in Jesus' name. So God's will for somebody's life was not concluded. And God orchestrated a circumstance. For goodness sake, those, the band of Moabites could have delayed by one hour. What if suddenly there was a storm and they couldn't come? What if some tree just fell on the way and it was like, ah, and they were disturbed by 10 minutes? No, no, no. God is always precise. So about me, relax. He's always precise. Very precise. Just at the point where they are to cover with earth. <laughs> we were not told that the Moabite killed the man. No, they didn't. Otherwise, the story would not be written. The man rose up and went back. That's why they could write that. He rose up. Because they ran. So why did they know he rose up? They saw him. What, what scares your enemy will be your own breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. Did you hear me? What scares of your enemies is your own breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. But I want you to understand something that the source was the anointing. Which anointing? In the bones of Elijah. The same power that he, 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 he used all his life to glorify God in the lives of men and women. I mean, it was an enigma in his lifetime. Now he was dead and his bones still held the power. Respect anybody God raises up because He has raised you up in your own area, and everything in life is a seed. Can you imagine? So, even those who are doubting Elisha at death, they will bow. Pastor, there are some men of God I know. 
I will never endorse evil. I will never endorse occultism. But I'll be careful if I know that God raises a man up. I'll be very, very careful. Or a woman, I'll be very careful. Yeah. So look at what happened. The bones of Elisha. After service, you are in the room or you are walking away. Somebody walks up to you and they fall down because you are still holding, your system is still holding the power. Some can hold it for two hours after service. Some hold it for a day after service. Some hold it for three days after service. Some hold it for a week after service. After a fellowship, not necessarily just service. Somebody's healing is happening. I, I said somebody's been healed. In the name of Jesus. You just got caught up in what we're saying. I'm talking about the anointing this morning. Oh, take it. It's favor. In Jesus' name, take it. It comes with healing. Yeah, take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Uh-huh. You see, we have gone to the stage where you will check for the thing physically and it will be gone. In the name of Jesus. The bones of Elijah. The bones attended even after death. I read in the. Katrin Kuma will be traveling through an airport. She'll be away from people. She, she, you know the way it is when you have a bit of notoriety. People just, you know, and time to board. She'll come out from the lounge and try to walk through, and people are, hey, hey, and people are falling. Oh, she'll be running. She'll be running. And see, the interesting thing is that everybody has something to do. Everybody. God is not into redundancy. He created you for a purpose. And, he, and, he, when, and, and when he creates you for a purpose, he empowers you. So what's the anointing? Empowerment. Divine enablement. God's empowerment to accomplish God's purpose in your life on earth. What if I don't have a purpose? Who told you that? That's the height of ignorance you do have. How do I know? Why didn't you just stay in his presence? I feel the fire right in my right foot. Somebody just, somebody's question just got answered. In Jesus' name, there's someone here, you're a man, you're believing God for a child, stand up. You're here. You're a man. You and your wife are believing God for a child. Stand up. If you're a man, you know, it's not common to say a man. You're a man. You and your wife are looking for a child. Don't tell me you're shy. That's the most dangerous thing that some Christians do. Why don't you lift up your hand and receive in Jesus' name? If God can point you out, then He has done it. Declare in the name of Jesus, I receive. I receive. In the name of Jesus. Okay. You may be seated. So, you see, so is the anointing. You know, in the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus Christ says something. I want you to see this. Now, Jesus, huh, if Jesus was not going to die and resurrect and rescue, restore, man back to his original place and much more, he would never have been born. It's the same thing with you. 
But for assignment, there's no business. You have no business coming this part of creation. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach. See what Jesus said? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That's why he came. He has sent me to heal the broken heart. That's why he came. To proclaim liberty to the captives. That's why he came. Recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's why he came. So the only reason he came was the reason why the anointing came upon him. Some don't know that that's what we see in the lives of people. Sometimes we translate them as talent, as gifts. That's all right, no problem. It's because God has called them to an assignment. Some of them are not even Christians. He says, is it possible? Cyrus, my anointed, was he a Christian? Whose right hand I, I mean, I've held, was he a Christian? Was he, that is, was he a covenant child of God? What did he know of, of God? And that was many, many years before he was even conceived in the womb, before his great-great-grandfather was born. So, God will give you grace, empowerment, he will anoint you to achieve the purpose for which he has created you. Now, when it comes to the anointing, it's clear, the spirit, the spirit of who? The spirit of the Lord. So, what's the source of the anointing? Come on, talk to me. The Lord, God himself, is the source of the anointing. He is your creator, and he is the one that assigns you with an assignment on earth, and is the one to empower you for the assignment. Uh, some don't recognize me for who I am. What's your business with them? Leave them. Does God recognize you? Uh, the people you are called to recognize you sooner or later. I want to be like, it's all right, you can be inspired by anybody, but the truth is you cannot be like anybody. You can be inspired by anybody, but you can never be like anybody. The earlier you got to know that, the better. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the Lord to the captives and to set up those who are oppressed and then to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, which is what we're looking at on Sunday. Glory be to God in highest. I said that to say that Jesus made it clear for us to see. So what we're seeing in the life of Elisha, hey, glory be to God in the highest. And you can even begin to trace it back to how it started with Elisha. Remember when Elijah was getting tired, as it were. Come on, talk to me. Again, what made Elijah, what made him different? The anointing of the Holy Spirit on his life. Yeah. Glory. And when he was getting tired, what happened? He said, I mean, God said, you see, go and anoint Jehu, go and anoint Elisha and Isaiah. And he did. And by the time he saw this Elisha, he was a very successful man. Very successful businessman. He was oxing with doubled. I mean, see, 12 pairs. 12. Only him. Operating. I mean, the man was, hey. And he was doing that. And Elijah walked past him and saw him. He said, ah, ah. That was it. That was it. Yeah! The man got up and ran after Elijah. And they ran after him. And you know the rest of the story. And how he now used the very yoke and used it to cook the, the, the meat and had a farewell party to one stage of his life forever. He burnt the bridge and followed Jesus. Followed Elijah. 
And then you know all the rest of the story. And then if you get to Second Kings in chapter two, chapter two, verse nine, let me just quickly show them. Two nine, two nine, Second Kings two nine. And so it was when they had crossed over Jordan that Elijah said to Elisha, follow me, ask what may I do for you? I'm going to ask you to ask for one thing today. And that's our one. I know many things are important in your lives, but one. So we ask Holy Ghost to help you prioritize. Ask, ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elijah was telling Elisha. Elisha said, he didn't have to think twice. Please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. I hope you know that he didn't ask for a double portion while he was here. He won't get it. Uh, because in those days, you must be the prophet on the scene. As long as Elijah was alive, no double portion will follow. No, but it's true. That's why I said, before I am taken away, what do you want? What will be a legacy? It's a double portion. Ah, okay. Hallelujah. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, somebody said, nevertheless. God likes those who ask hard things of the kingdom. Everybody likes to stay small and ordinary. Some don't stay with small. Is it not God? Is it not the omnipotent God? The one that has everything? What you ask him? Uh, but nevertheless. I don't know who is looking to see his glory in his or her lifetime. Put your hands down. I, I'm not sure you understood me. Because it will cost you. Not that God will ask you to come and give you now. But it will cost you. You want to be different from the ordinary person. At least your priorities will be different. At least. So it will cost you. You ask a hard thing. But nevertheless... If you see me when I'm taking off, when I'm taking from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. What does that tell you? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore we also, I hope you know that this is after chapter 11, heroes, those who accomplished their mandate in life. Those who really, the Bible was saying they were not born for nothing. They were born for purpose and they finished it. He said, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us do what? That's what I say it will cost you. Every weight and the sin we so easily ensnares us, and that's not where I'm going really, but it's good. Let us do what? Run with what? endurance. We are running, but we are running with patience. We are running with endurance. We are running with long-suffering. We are running with tolerance. It's not that you can't. They will make you say, everybody, you are a fool. You are not a fool. You are only running with endurance. 
you are sacrificing something for something bigger. Let us from with endurance the race that is set before us. This is where I'm going. Verse 2. Everybody help me read together. Looking unto Jesus. Come on. The author and the finisher of your who for the joy that was set before him and despising and sack. That's why I say you can never be disgraced. Never. Nothing can disgrace you. You can never. But see, looking unto Jesus. If you see me, now, how can you in this day and time acquire the requisite anointing and maintain it in a continuously increasing manner till the end? Everybody shout, looking unto Jesus. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. I cannot hear you. No, there's no second formula. Looking at Jesus. That's the reason you will continue to overcome. You will continue to achieve. That's the reason your part will be as a shining light. That's why you will be walking the path. He who has begun this good work will himself work perfectly. That's the reason. What is expected of you? Looking. Now tell me, whether from Second Kings chapter 2 or from here, in contemporary times, what are we saying? Focus on Jesus. It's your focus. Distraction is the reason people don't get there. Many should be bigger than where they are. And you know it. But you are easily distracted with the little petty things of this life. I'm talking the anointing. The anointing. It will take you to the top. It is meant for the top. But I speak in tongues. That's for our general assignment. That's to make us witnesses. And that's the primary basis for his glory. How come we don't do that? Because we take our eyes off him. We have greater pursuits than him. Now, I'm not saying we are going to hell. No, 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 no. But at the judgment seat of Christ, it is not hell or heaven that will be standing there for. It is your works that will be tried with fire. It is the kind of crown you'll be wearing that we are standing there for. It's called the reward seat of Christ. Can't you see that you're bigger than you think you are? And you have greater capacity than you think you are? I close with this. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead if dwell inside of you, if it dwells there, then that spirit, that's Romans chapter 8, verse 11, then that same spirit
spirit will affect your physical system. I am believing God that the anointing of the Holy Ghost in and on your life will start to produce something from there. In the name of Jesus. It's not ordinary. It's not abstract. It is the reality of life. It will quicken your mortal body. It will be the source of your wisdom. Amen. It will be the favor around you. Amen. It's real. The dead bones of Elisha manifested it. How come you will not be first in your exams? No, ask me the question. After all of the children of the covenant in Christ, he said you will be wiser than your teachers. You'll be wiser than the ancient. Because there's no ancient that's as ancient as the anointing. I'm believing God that in the area where you'll be most impatient, you'll see patience. In the name of Jesus. That's part of what the anointing does. Running your race with endurance, with patience. What derail men and women will not derail you. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. I'm not saying they won't tempt you, they won't derail you. In the name of Jesus, they can't. In your body, receive healing. In the name of Jesus. In your finances, explosion. In the name of Jesus, I say peace. In the name of Jesus. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Wudukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.